Hey mamas! Welcome back to another episode. Today we will be talking about our experiences with endometriosis and thyroid. I did have some people asking me about endometriosis and what to look out for symptoms wise. So I feel we should share our stories just to help other moms out. So excuse my voice. (laughs) I'm a little congested. So if you hear me drinking water... Sniffling. Sniffling. That's why. So how old were you when you found out that you had endo and what symptoms did you have? So I guess I'll start from the beginning, like the symptoms that I had and how it got dismissed so many times. I got my first cycle when I was 11, which is pretty normal. Some women get it around that age, but mine were just like unbearable. My very first cycle, I had a birthday party and I was like (laughs) crying to my mom like, I don't want to (laughs) go. Like it hurts. <laughs> and my mom was like, oh my God, it's just cramps. Calm down. And so I still went to this party. My mom picked me up early. And ever since then, like my periods were just really heavy, very painful. Like I would take Tylenol, Advil, heating pads, like nothing worked. Like it, it was just really bad periods. And so at around 15 years old, we went to a gynecologist and she recommended that I start on birth control. Mm-hmm. My mom was open to it just because it was wasn't you know yeah for you know that it was for to help you to help my cycles yeah and so I started on the pill and I was awful I never took it on I was 15 I never took it on time so I was always nauseous And so then I started the depot shot and that made it even worse. Like I was just bleeding like crazy. And at 17 was the first time that I heard the word endometriosis. Mm-hmm. But the doctor literally said, it's super rare, like so rare. I doubt that's what you have, but I don't know, maybe. And she just left it like that. And I was like, <laughs> okay, whatever, you know. Was this your OBGYN? It was just like or just your regular- a regular doctor that I saw for like having really bad cramps Mm -hmm. and she was just like no like i think it's just like you're not honestly what she said was i doubt it's endometriosis maybe you just don't know how to handle cramps very well yeah and i was like it's all in my head i guess you know what i mean like i at that point i thought like maybe it was just all in my head like i just didn't know how to handle cramps and after that appointment she recommended i tried the nuva ring Mm -hmm. she said that that would help me with my cramps too no i had an allergic reaction to the nuva ring god what happened because you put it in yourself basically i inserted it and then like that night or i want to say like the next morning i woke up and my legs were numb (laughs) like numb like i'm not even being dramatic (laughs) about it like i could not feel my legs and so i called the doctor and she's like take it out take it out right now And uh, she was like, you're probably having some type of reaction to whatever's in the Nuva ring. And so after that, I had to get checked for blood clots. Like, it was a mess, dude, because it said I I was at risk for blood clots. So there I go to get my (laughs) ultrasound on blood clots. And after that, my mom was like, we're not doing birth control. Like, we're taking a break from birth control. Nothing worked. You know what I mean? Everything was still the same. So then at 18, I tried the next plan on, mm-hmm. you know, I waited a few months and then my mom was like, let's try the next plan on. So I was like, okay. So I tried the next plan on and no, my periods were still really bad. After a year being on the next plan on, I had my first experience with like an endo episode, what they call. Mm-hmm. My mom had just gotten surgery and I was her nurse basically mm-hmm. helping her out. We woke up like three in the morning because it was her time to take her pill, her painkiller. I was just cramping really bad, like super bad and my mom was like just take some Tylenol like maybe your period's coming whatever I'm like okay yeah that's fine 
So I take Tylenol, nothing. It was like getting worse like by the hour. And by morning time, I was crying and crying. And my dad heard and he thought I was laughing. Like (laughs) I was crying that loud. (laughs) And my mom was like, I think you need to take her to the doctor. And so my mom was always the one to take me to the doctor. And my dad was never the one to take me, especially for like gynecologists. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And so my dad's like, are you sure? And (laughs) my mom's like, take her. Like it's been hours. And so my dad's like, okay, dude. So we go to the clinic down the street and they're like, okay, let's pull her back. So they pull me back. I tell them my symptoms and they tell my dad, I think she's having an ectopic pregnancy. (laughs) Oh my God. Mind you, me and Nathan just started dating. We're two months in our relationship. And my dad's like, what's that? And then she's like, oh, basically she's pregnant, but it, it's in her tube and like it's going to burst. And my dad just looks at me like, you're pregnant. Like that's all that went through my dad's head. And they're like, you need to take her to the emergency room. So they take me to the emergency room. Of course, they pull me back real quick because they're mm-hmm. like ectopic pregnancy. They look at my tubes, nothing. They look at my ovaries. I did have some cysts Mm -hmm. and they were pretty big. So they're like, maybe like something's going to burst. Like maybe something's going on. They do my blood work and like my blood just shows like infection. It just shows like a super wide blood count and my fever goes up to like 104. Oh my God. Yeah. And so super weird because this doesn't happen with endo. You don't get infections. You don't get, uh, I don't know what my body was trying to do, but (laughs) I guess it was trying to fight like the pain. I don't know. And so I get admitted. And I'm at the hospital for like four days with like bad cramps and they're just doing like IV antibiotics Mm -hmm. and they diagnosed me with PID, Mm -hmm. which is pelvic inflammatory disease. Usually when you have PID, it's because you had an STD you didn't take care of pretty much. And they looked at my history and they're like, you've never had an STD, Mm -hmm. but maybe this is just a weird case of PID. okay whatever so and i feel so bad because me and nathan were just starting the day and i'm over there dying and uh, he's like crying to his mom like i don't know what's wrong with her i'm like me either (laughs) (laughs) and so after that i take out the next plan because i was like maybe the next plan did it for me you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like that's probably what it was and so i take it out and then i get another what they call episode of PID, a pelvic inflammatory (laughs) disease. And this was after TMI intercourse. Mm -hmm. And I went to work and I was just in so much pain ever since then. And so they did again, the ultrasounds, the CTs and everything because the pain was so unbearable. And so they were just like, yeah, it's just PID again. Like, and I'm like, are you joking? Like, how am I getting PID? You know what I mean? So often. And so whatever antibiotics again goes through that you know i'm just getting doped up with antibiotics at this (laughs) for no reason for no reason and and then i get told oh it's probably a uti like and then that doctor also said maybe it's all in your head and i'm like what is that word where they like you like make yourself sick or like misdiagnose yourself i don't know what that is but basically that's what she said she was just like i think you're just like all in your head and i'm like okay maybe i am in my head you know what i mean like i've given up at this point and so then my friend danny she worked at the ob office um in kyle and she's like hey girl like um do you want me to schedule a well woman's exam like you're due and i'm like yeah i just schedule it and i didn't think anything of it like she was just like yeah there's this new doctor she came from houston she's really popular like her patients come all the way over here to see her and i'm like okay yeah i'll see her like whatever at this point i'm like whatever Whatever. it's it's whatever And so I see this doctor, dude, as soon as she comes in, she's like, I've looked over your chart. And I'm like, 
okay that's the first what doctor <laughs> looks over your chart and i don't know everything looks weird can you like describe your symptoms to me like from beginning to end like your cramps all that stuff and she was like pid twice like this makes no sense yeah and so i'm like yeah i don't know and so she's like can i do an an elective because you know i mean there's no like diagnosis yet she's like can i do an elective laparoscopy laparoscopic procedure Mm -hmm. and at that point i'm like no like you're just gonna open me up for no reason like absolutely not and she was like well i'm doing a study on endometriosis there it goes again endometriosis and i think that's what you have Mm -hmm. and i was like "Mm, okay whatever so i let her do it and um she was like super easy procedure in and out like one hour tops you'll be in the in the surgery room i'm like okay that's fine so my mom goes with me because i tell nathan it's not a big deal like it's not a big surgery it's like nothing and i'm in the surgery room for five hours oh my god for five hours and my mom's like freaking out because she's in the waiting room it's like why isn't she home like this has been a long time and so my mom told me that the doctor came out and she was like hey can i speak with you real fast and let's go to this room and my mom was like why why are you bringing me into a room like Like, what's going on with my daughter and she tells her like oh she has stage three endometriosis and she only has a 40% chance to get pregnant. And if she wants to get pregnant, she should try now. And my mom's like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> what? And I think my mom too at that point was like, I think she doesn't know how to handle cramps. Yeah. And I think my mom was like, wow, like she wasn't lying this whole time. Because when you have like, there's only four stages to endometriosis. And it had just gotten so bad that tissue was just everywhere at that point. Mm-hmm. And it was even up at my bladder, like. I had bladder issues and I just thought it was normal. Like, yeah, you know, they would tell me oh, it's UTIs that you keep getting, you know? So it was just like, I don't know. It was like finally an answer. So I wake up and my mom's like, you have endo. You were right. And I was like, I don't know if I felt like relieved or also like sad. Yeah. yeah, because I'm like, well, I didn't want that. You never want to be told like, oh, you were right about not being able to have kids. Because remember, I took my next one on after that episode at Mm -hmm. 20. At this point, I was already 22, 23 in no birth control. Me and Nathan were together and I wouldn't get pregnant. Mm -hmm. Not that we were trying, but like no accidental anything. And so I was like, man, will will I be able to have kids? And that's the first thing that came to my head because I always wanted to be a mom. Mm -hmm. Like that was always my like thing. Like I want to be a mom. I want to be a mom. And so, yeah, after that, they don't really do anything for endo. They haven't really found, like, anything to help it. It's just being on birth control. But since my doctor knew that I wanted to get pregnant, she was like, just get pregnant. Like, I'm not going to put you on any birth control, any type of pill or anything. Just try to get pregnant. So I had my surgery in February, and I got pregnant in September. So I found her in October. And that was, yeah, wasn't, like, uh, one of those, like, happy pregnant, like, oh, my God, I'm pregnant. It was one of those, like, oh my god you're pregnant yeah now what you know i remember my best friend she told her mom and then my mom told my mom and my mom was like when she told me that congratulations it kind of felt almost like a sad congratulations because when they told me that if i were to get pregnant it would either be ectopic or Mm -hmm. my body wouldn't know how to handle it handle it or carry a baby full term and so if you really feel like something's wrong get it checked out and if you get told you sound crazy go to another doctor because man that took a long time that was almost three or four years for you yes it took a long time for me to get a diagnosis and just being doped up on antibiotics for no reason for no reason so watch out for it (laughs) my doctor did tell me she was like 
it's not normal to live with pain. Yeah. It's not normal to get used to pain. Like, mm-hmm. that's not okay to wake up every day and be like, man, this hurts. Mm-hmm. Something's wrong. Yeah. And how are you doing today? Like, So, after I had Luke, I was supposed to keep going on birth control, but I absolutely hate birth control. Yeah. It's the worst. <laughs> I haven't been on any. We are trying. I haven't been successful yet. So, if I'm going to give a few more months, and if I don't get pregnant, then I'm going to try to see if I need another surgery because that's what she said. You mm-hmm. would have to just get cleaned up every time. Once I have my another baby, I am done. <laughs> I am done. <laughs> so after, so you only get cleaned up when you want to have kids or is it just like you have to keep up with that? So once the pain gets really bad, that's mm-hmm. when they tell you to go and get cleaned up again because you can't see the tissue in an ultrasound or a CT scan, nothing. That's like crazy. it's just depending on you. Like I'm hurting really bad. That's when the doctor will be like, okay, well, let's clean you up. Which is crazy. Like, I feel like they should have more technology stuff on this. Like, so many women go undiagnosed. Mm -hmm. So many. Yeah. And and the doctors will just be like, no, there's no way. No, that's not what it is. That's terrible. And sure enough, sometimes that's what it is. That's why I'm like, push it. Like, (laughs) if you're hurting, push it. Go get a second opinion. Go get a second, third. I've seen so many (laughs) doctors. My best friend, she tells me, you need a, what is it called? A stamp card at this point (laughs) to the hospital (laughs) so you can get a free visit one day. But it was just so many times that I went in pain that I didn't know what was going on. That's crazy. Yeah. Here we are. Living. (laughs) Thriving. (laughs) So Dom, when did you find out about your thyroid issues so i was a sophomore my mom's side of the family all have thyroid issues like my mom my aunt my grandma and my grandpa Mm -hmm. so i was kind of prone to having that just Mm -hmm. because genetics well i played sports so you know you're tired from all the practices all the games whatever but i was just always like so exhausted and my feet and my hands would be freezing like all the time like it would be hot outside and i was freezing And so at one of my annual checkups, my mom brought it up to the doctor. She was like, well, she's having these symptoms. We have these thyroid issues. Like, can you check her? So they ran the blood work and I came to find out that I had an autoimmune disease, um, which Mm -hmm. is Hashimoto. It's a thyroid disease. Basically, your body thinks your thyroid's a foreign object and it's trying to kill it off. And yeah, so I had that and I have hypothyroidism where your thyroid isn't making enough and that's due to the Hashimoto attacking it. Mm-hmm. So after that, I was recommended to go to an endocrinologist, and that's basically a doctor that handles the thyroid. They put me on a thyroid medication just to supplement for what I was missing. And then at one of my checkups, I think I was a junior in high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How old were you? Like 16? 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was like filling my throat because that's what they do at thyroid appointments to see if your thyroids are inflamed or whatever. And she was like, I feel like a bump on your thyroid. Do you feel it? Like, does it hurt when you swallow? And I was like, no. So they took me in to get an ultrasound of it. And they said, yeah, you have a cyst on your thyroid. So I went in for a biopsy just to make sure it wasn't cancerous mm-hmm. and it wasn't. So they gave me two options. I could have kept it in and gone every three months to get biopsies on it, or I could have half 
half of my thyroid removed and just not deal with it. So how do <laughs> biopsies work? When is your throat? Like, how do they work? Period. So that one, they put me to sleep mm-hmm. and basically they just stuck like a big needle in mm-hmm. my throat. I didn't feel it till the next day and it was really painful. And I was like, no, I don't really want to do this all the time. So I went with taking the other half out. After it was removed, the doctor doubled my dosage of my thyroid medication just because I only had half. So mm-hmm. I was having to supplement even more. Now that I only have half of it and just with Hashimoto, I have to take the medication for the rest of my life every day. So with Hashimoto's, another thing that could happen to you is you're prone to getting like cysts on your body anywhere. They could be mm. cancerous or they could not be cancerous. So I think it was like my senior year, I had a lump on my breast and I was like, oh my God, like this is scary. Yeah. I told my mom, I'm like, is this normal? And it was really hard. So I was like, oh my God, please don't have breast cancer. Like mm-hmm. I'm young. So young. So I went into my doctor and they did the biopsy again on it. It was fine, but it was just really annoying being in that spot. So I got it removed, but she just mentioned you can get them more often. Mm-hmm. Like it's just your option if you want to get them removed. And then as far as getting pregnant, she said that if I weren't to keep up with my medication, that I probably would have a hard time getting pregnant, but I always go to my checkups. So how did, it's going to sound silly, but what does your thyroid do for your body? Like, do you need it? Like they can't just take it out completely? So they, they can take it out completely. I know some people that have had it taken out, mm-hmm. but it has to do with your like hormone balance. So when I wasn't getting my period for mm-hmm. that time, my thyroid and just being pregnant had a lot to do with it. Mm. And then when it comes to being pregnant, your thyroid is responsible for helping the baby grow. Mm. So without it and without any supplement, like the baby could be low birth weight and yeah. like you could have a miscarriage and stuff like that. So that's scary. And do you do like regular checks for like cyst or do you just like oh I feel a cyst here so every so often the doctor fills my throat and just oh I feel one mm-hmm. I don't feel one you know what I mean and then if they do feel one they do ultrasound check it that's good so when you're pregnant though mm-hmm. and you say that thyroid has a big impact on your pregnancy did you have to do more supplement or did you have to do more scans like how was that yeah so in order for the thyroid medication to supplement me and Oakley mm-hmm. they had to double my medication and it was just a matter of like me going every three months just to make sure it was like good Mm -hmm. it's not too low not too high I did have to go more frequently than I would if I wasn't pregnant for blood work and I did have to have more anatomy scans on Oakley just because of the birth thing just making sure he was growing and Mm -hmm. everything every time that they increased your thyroid medication since it has to do with like hormonal did Mm -hmm. you feel hormonal like did you feel so did it make a difference I can tell when it's off like when it's too low or too high I either get really tired really cold or my hair falls out a lot so if I ever experience that I usually just call them and be like hey can we do blood work and during that time it's just a matter of playing with doses to see what works what doesn't work so yeah that's the only annoying part of it and just having to take something all the time is really annoying yeah I mean I can't (laughs) take birth control on time every day (laughs) period I can only imagine but I'm sure you're kind of used to it at this point no like it's a routine thing And like you're supposed to be gluten free, dairy free, Mm -hmm. just so you don't have like inflammations in your thyroid. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. I tried the dairy thing. I love cheese. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So that didn't work out. But yeah, that's the same with like the endo. You're supposed to eat right and healthy and (laughs) all that stuff. It's so hard, even though you know it's to benefit you. It's like, yeah, man, you'll live one life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know that you have like this problem, but you know, like try to live it up a little bit. (laughs) Live it 
up. No, but that's good that you were able to diagnose that so young so that you could, you know, fix the problem. Not fix the problem, but like help the problem so young. Yeah. It's crazy though, because even the doctor was so surprised how young I was because mm-hmm. my grandparents, my mom, and my aunt, they all got it after pregnancy because sometimes women yeah. do get it mm-hmm. after pregnancy. Um, theirs never went away, but me, I got it so, so young. Yeah. And so they were like, wow. So would that have anything to do with you having another baby? So they told me, make sure if we are trying to go in and get my levels above normal, just Mm. so that it's enough to supplement the pregnancy. Mm -hmm. If it's too low, the pregnancy won't survive. Mm -hmm. So yeah. That's scary. And it's scary too, because Oakley's doctor, I mentioned it to her because I'm like, oh my God, what if he has it? Mm Because, you know, boys can get it too. She's like, we'll just have to do annual checkups on him like they did with you just Mm -hmm. to make sure he doesn't have it. That's so scary. Yeah. That's awful. So yeah, mamas, don't ignore your symptoms. Don't ignore your pains. And a lot of times, you know, our bodies are really strong and they're really good with pregnancies. But if you have these things that you don't even know about, it could really affect your pregnancy. Yeah. So please get checked. Don't skip your checkups. Yeah, don't do that. See, I was like, whatever at this point. <laughs> and Danny was like, let's do your well child check. Or your well child check. Your well woman's exam. And I'm like, I guess. Now look at us. Funny story with Danny too. When I found out I was pregnant because she worked with my OB. I was like, Danny, I have a positive. And she was like, oh my God, girl, you're positive for COVID. Oh my God, this is awful. Did you get it from ACL? I was like, no, stupid, I'm pregnant. Because I didn't know what to do. When you find out you're pregnant, you're like, now what? You know what I mean? Like, and so she was like, no, let's go ahead and do your blood work. Cause that's the first thing I was supposed to do is do a blood work and ultrasound, make sure it was nothing in my tubes. I will never forget it. And then when Luca's older, I will tell him about that because that is hilarious. <laughs> when you found out you were pregnant, did your doctor make you do like, I know you said the blood work, but mm-hmm. what else did you have to do? Did you go into checkups more frequently or? So yeah, I did my blood work. Didn't look like how she wanted it to. My body was just like, no, nah. it didn't want to be pregnant. It did not. Nothing looked. Do you know how your levels are supposed to increase? I found out I was pregnant really early. Mm -hmm. Like Friday, I was negative. On Monday, I was positive. (laughs) But I had known my body. I was like, I am pregnant. And so I was barely like, I want to say five, six weeks pregnant. Like I was super early. So she did the blood work. And then at seven weeks, I did the ultrasound. And then after that, I did get an ultrasound every single appointment. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Every time I went in, I had an ultrasound. I did have to take progesterone for the first two months it's crazy though because they're like your levels are so low just take this for two months and then stop and then i'm like and then are you gonna check it again yeah just like no 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 you're fine now (laughs) how do you know i'm fine you know what i mean how do you know it worked so it was a very scary pregnancy but like i said i got ultrasounds every time so i guess that made me feel better yeah for sure well, if you have any questions, either thyroid, endo-related, feel free to DM us. Yes, you can always ask me. I've had a few girls ask me, and I love being, like, helpful. I love being, like, do it, go get checked. <laughs> like, you need to. I feel like if the numbers increase, like, women getting checked, then there will actually be a study on it, and it'll help a lot more women out in the future. And they'll listen to them more. Yeah. But all right, mamas. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Well, we won't see them. <laughs> You'll hear us next time. (laughs) Bye. Bye.